Hello, this is Eric from Eric's Piano School. My name is Eric Reinhardt, and I'm just going to be doing some Q&A on Cora. I've got my morning cup of coffee here, and so this will just be me practicing using the Anchor app and uh, turning on my brain to start the day. So um, I'm just going to go through some of these, and yeah, we'll see what comes of it. So this first one... Um, comes and it says where should i start with learning producing and djing should i get a keyboard first or should i learn music theory and um i would say that production and music can often not go super well together i find music theory pretty simple whereas i find production pretty challenging uh, there's just so many little things on production with Ableton uh, that aren't very intuitive, whereas I find music theory to be much more intuitive. So, um, of course, there are people that know how to do their music theory, and they also know how to do uh, how to produce, uh, of course. Sometimes it can be helpful to focus on one skill building at a time or kind of separate your time and building up them both at the same amount same time um just because uh and and i've fully invested in my keyboard skills but not necessarily nearly as much in production uh and so that's something that i really have been meaning to invest some time into the next one is um what are some easy to learn to play common songs that use very few sharps or flats and not guitar now um this, I don't know if this person has um, um, discovered fake books, but you can buy face, fake books off of Amazon. And what a fake book is, is it um, basically gets pop tunes or well-known songs. I have one that has like Disney and Beatles and all that stuff. And it's all in the key of C and it uses diatonic chords or things that mostly exist on white keys with very few sharps or flats, and it just gives you a right-hand treble clef single note melody and allows you to improvise. And so I use that when I'm going to play an event. Um, it really lends itself to being creative and filling in the gaps with your own sort of style. So um, go check out a fake book or a real book. Um, the real book is like a collection of jazz standards. Um, and... Yeah, but fake books are really nice, and I personally enjoy doing that because I'd say I'm less great at sight reading a full score, and so going from a reduction and filling it in is a lot easier for me personally. All right, so we're going to uh, go to the learning piano section. Um, let's find out a good one. So, oh, here's here's one. So it says, can you learn to play piano at 70 years old? So I have a couple of adult students who are in, in that later stage of life, and I totally think that there is a possibility of being able to play some music, learn the geography of the keyboard, and, of course, like get to a certain level. Um, of course, you're not probably going to get to a world-class level if you start playing at 70 and um, I often ask myself if I um, 
if I started late at the age of 22, I mean, the child development stage of the brain is so critical in the formation of just new memories, personality, and everything. And so um, getting exposure to music as early on in the stage of the child, I think, is really important and having that training. Um, but, I mean, you can learn, and, and I'm a big proponent uh, that if you're passionate about it, you'll invest the time. And um, the process is inevitably probably the most rewarding thing anyway, um, is just looking back years back after you've invested thousands of hours and see how far you've come rather than the result of, I played this one performance at this one recital um, or did this one video or something. So I think that is, um, you should keep that into perspective. Um, and let's see. Um, um, what is the best way to learn piano accompaniment? Now, um, I'm just going to give you guys a quick trick that I use with all my students at a very basic beginner level. So say you're reading off of a lead sheet and um, your left hand is going to be playing the root of the chord. So say it says C above it or it has a C chord. You're just going to play a root C in the left hand, um, sort of in the bass section to the left, left side of the keys, uh, like C1 or C2. You could even play them in octaves, two Cs. And then your right hand's just playing a simple triad in chords. Now, um, you can do this for all of the diatonic chords, of course. If it's an A minor chord, you have your thumb in your left hand on an A, and then your right hand is in a triad uh, A, C, E. And uh, that's a really simple way. You can introduce different ratios. So how often your left and your right hand are playing together, whether it's one-to-one, -one, where it's together, together, or it's together, right, together, right. Or it could be one to three, which is together, right, right, together, right, right, giving you that dance feeling. Um, and so that's a very basic way of navigating through piano accompaniment. Um, you generally don't want to be in the higher part of the register if you're going to be working with, say, a soloist or people who are singing higher than that. You, wanna, you want to not step on the toes of whoever you're accompanying um, and be, um, be attentive to their volume and listening. Uh, you're going to have to start challenging yourself, especially if you're a pianist. Pianists often uh, are so into their own work and doing, used to doing solo work, so you really have to pay attention to listening, and that's something that I suck at <laughs> uh, because I mostly just do solo work or teaching and I don't have that many accompaniment experiences um, or just working with other people but it's a good practice um, maybe we'll do one more and then we'll wrap it up so um, ooh, this is a real good one I love this um, so many pianists prefer Steinway pianos, but each of their pianos seem to have a slightly different tone as compared to Yamaha. Is there a reason to focus on a Steinway for reasons other than resale value? So 
I am such a I am so blasphemous in this answer. I like Yamaha's like way better than Steinway's. Um, I love the high end, the crispness of that that high end, and it's just a very bold sound. Some people find it a little too harsh, um, but I also love the action on the Yamaha um, Yamaha Grands, um, and I find Steinway's just to be. Um, as far as the sound is a little muted, um, a little too reserved in some sense. Maybe it's just um, I want something that's a little bit more jarring to me because I I'm a little bit lower energy, so it it like uh, wakes me up with that crisp sound. Um, but honestly, uh, I played at a recital in last October, and I played on a Fazioli which is like a $350,000 piano. And I liked the Yamaha 9-foot Concert Grand better than it. And the Yamaha Concert Grand is like, I think it's like maybe 50 to 70K, 50 to 100, but like way less expensive. And I like the Yamaha better. Um, it's because Yamaha is made by machines and it's uh, consistent, whereas Steinway's are handmade pianos and you're always going to find those. Um, this variation because everything is ha built by hand. And so Yamaha is able to achieve a certain consistency. Um, but each piano is different. I have played Yamahas that I don't like. Um, but um, I would say that Yamaha, just as much as Steinway, has a resale value, but it'll be in line with the same thing that you paid for. Uh, in 2016 summer, June, I bought a five foot or uh five foot three uh yamaha baby grand g1 i think no uh g5 and then i resold it next year june june 2017 and i sold it for five thousand i didn't lose any money so basically i had a grand piano for free um and and i yeah so it was awesome um so the resale value is there and people know the brand yamaha it's not like it's like a Pearl River or a, I mean, Kauai too, but like if you have a Baldwin or Aerosonic, those things, they're just like not very well known. And so Yamaha's like can be much more um, valuable. Anyway, um, so this is the end of the Q&A. Uh, I feel slightly revved up after just kind of vocalizing. And so thank you for listening to me rant. I'm going to be seeing if if I can make the Anchor podcasts a more regular thing with a little bit less attention on the overall production scale and just try and give as much value and expertise that I have accumulated. Uh, of course, I'm still learning myself, but uh, I just want to help anybody who's behind me in the path. So hope this was helpful. And if you want to leave a comment or leave a review on iTunes or something, that would be greatly appreciated. Anyway, again, this is Eric Reinhardt, Eric Reinhardt Piano uh, on YouTube. That's E-R-I-C-R-I-N-E-H-A-R-T, Piano. Uh, I also have my website, Eric Piano, uh, for students. Anyway, have a great day. Bye-bye. Happy practicing. <laughs>